Hey everyone, we are back for another week of exciting rehearsals. This week, our host Theo has a round table of young African-American instructors and designers. It's also the beginning of the season, so it's time to talk do's and don'ts for indoor. We will also find out what made Ashley say... Uh, when we were critique, every single time they were like, wow, you can really tell the drill designer was like communicating with the, 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 the visual and like the design. I'm like, that's because it's the same person. <laughs> <laughs> I communicate with myself very well. And why Nicole said... You know, I was like, this may not make me feel liked, but it's the truth. All this and more. So get out on the field and we will see you back on the sidelines for this week's episode of On a Water Break. Eight off the mat and go. Welcome to On a Water Break. The podcast where we talk everything marching arts. Everyone, bring it in. It's time for a water break. <laughs> Welcome to another, another episode of season two of On a Water Break, the podcast where we talk about everything that you and your friends are talking about at rehearsal on a water break. I'm Jackie Brown. This week we have another action-packed episode. It seems like each week we just have more and more guests that want to join in with us. Uh, so we're working on shows for the rest of Black History Month, as well as starting on shows for Women's History Month in March. Uh, I just did an interview this week with Amanda DeFries from the Femme Forte podcast. So if you are about strong women in the marching arts, make sure you stay tuned for that one later. Uh, hey, Jackie, this week, though, I just want to tell yeah. you something. So fun fact, my birthday is on International Women's Day. Ooh, look at you. Mm. I was like, if, even if I don't want to celebrate my birthday, I will definitely celebrate International Women's Day. You are the international woman, Nicole. <laughs> <gasps> it's your day. <laughs> Pardon my interruption. Please go on, Jackie, please. No, you're good. Hey. <laughs> well, all I was going to say is this week, so that's like the future. This week, Theo is going to be hosting a roundtable discussion with young African-American instructors and designers and seeing what it's like for them to be making their way in this activity. Uh, we also have a guest host joining us Ooh. this week who is not actually going to be here. So forget that idea. <laughs> so let's check out and see who's on the sidelines. <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> I heard you got your first show out of the way. I saw you were posting something about it on Facebook. How'd that go? Well, yeah, so we it's we didn't do our first competing show, but we had our friends and family show. So that was really exciting. They got their nerves out and got it. It was actually, it was, it was pretty good. And we, we cleaned this week. So they actually have their first show on Saturday. So nice. really excited and nervous. <laughs> do you have all the bells and whistles for this show? Like, do you have, like, your uniforms and show flags and everything? Well, it's our first season of indoor ever, so it's kind of, like, Ooh. recycled a little bit. So we're using, like, mm -hmm. some flags we already had. We got parade uniforms, like, with our mascot on them from Guard Closet. They look super great. <laughs> so that's what they're wearing. We're not doing, like, a design costume and design flags. We're kind of just winging it. Got you. I love it. I, I'm pretty sure like I saw your designs come through on the guard closet stuff and I was just like, okay, okay. They're pretty cute. Pretty cute. 
Trish, you also have your first show, or you just had your first show, right? Oh no, we've been going. No, we've been going for a minute up here. Oh, we've had two now scored competitions, and then the preview show before that. That's you guys just get out and perform in all the snow and everything else that's going on too, though. Knock on wood, we've been good so far. Because <laughs> this girl don't drive in the snow, so. When things are not canceled and it's a little bit snowy, that's a little bit of a conundrum for me. But yeah, no, we just go with the It's probably, probably smart. I hate driving in snow. Oh, it's awful. And you know what? Up there in upstate New York, at least, they don't cancel anything. No, they don't. They're just like, get out there. Just drive They laugh at us. They laugh at us. Well, Nicole, you are traveling all over the place, right, for this season? I have. I have. Um, I did a qualifier show two weeks ago. Mm. 55 guards. What? Cow. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It was... uh, that, That... is what will spike my anxiety <laughs> like in a second. Yeah. And I know that everyone, I mean, honestly, every guard that day had some kind of nerves going on. Wait, and you could see 55 it. guards in one day. Yeah, dude. Like, did you go from like 5 a.m. until 5 a.m. the next morning? We started at, well, my report time was one o'clock, but then I think we got out at like 10 30, 11. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. <laughs> I was probably not the most liked person there, but hey, no one shows job. Yeah. yeah. Um it's part of the job. I have to um I I'm still a rookie, you know, um so to speak, you know, not really a rookie, but I'm like maybe a second year member right about now. <laughs> um as far as it goes with me and being in judging and I really had to stand by, I stood by my numbers, you know, I was like, this may not make me feel liked, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And then last weekend I went to a show that had half that amount and I felt like I was on cloud nine <laughs> <laughs> and I was able to really like, I, I talked a lot just because like, you know, we had the time to do it and I didn't feel so rushed because of how many guards were in there. And, uh, you know, my biggest thing is numbers management. And I feel like I represented myself in that caption really well. And to give those guards and those instructors, um, information that would help them and meet them where they are and not try to catapult them somewhere that they don't need to be, you know? I love it. I love it. Yes. I love, I love when judges are like thinking about the educational aspect of it. Cause I feel like that gets pushed aside so much. I mean, I, I could talk about this all day, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely the same. Yeah. Emily, how did that audition go? Ooh, tell us. I did not get into that ensemble, but you know, I think it's a very important lesson that just because things don't go your way, that doesn't mean you don't give up because you know, that's what it's all about, right? Music, music mm-hmm. education, you're all talking about your shows. It's true. There might be some days where things don't go your way, but you don't give up. You learn from it and you continue to be the best you you possibly can. Oh, Emily, can, well, 
Thank you. I love that. (laughs) Can you just like go back in time? So like, can we invent a time machine real quick? And then can you go back in time and like give that speech to like 19 year old Jackie real quick? Cause she could really use it. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe this is just my, my mental health counselor coming in. I'm in training for that. So it's just like, I got you in all of the feelings. (laughs) (laughs) So this week we thought it's the beginning of the winter season and it may be time for some refreshers on the do's and don'ts of the beginning of the season from designers Mm -hmm. to members, to the directors, parents. Uh, We all want to see our program succeed, of course, but we really want to make sure that we are thinking about these critical things as we get the season started, as we're going into all of these uh, competitions and such. So what are some things that you guys make sure you think about at the beginning of the season? Well, from a performer's perspective, well, and I'm going to say instructor too, make sure your equipment is taped. <laughs> make sure it's pretty. Please. That is a golden rule. <laughs> that is a oh my golden gosh. rule. <laughs> I was teaching, I had, we had practice on Tuesday and my kids, they have their first show on Saturday. So I'm like, okay, let's make sure we tape our stuff because our end caps are a different color and they're just y'all need to be the same color at least (laughs) (laughs) whatever they have lying around we did a rainbow show one year if you i don't know if you guys have seen our our 2016 show but like we did this show where we were rainbow colored like each individual person had their own color and then they had a flag that matched their color and i and literally at the beginning of the season everybody got a full roll of tape that was their correct color and got informed tape your tips that are the right color and like everybody did and it was great except for one girl on red she refused to tape and it wasn't just any tip it was specifically the top tip so she's out there spinning this bright red flag with a big old black tip where everybody else had the same color tip as their flag and i was just like girl why (laughs) why are you doing this to me (laughs) what you doing red girl what you doing (laughs) what aren't you doing (laughs) You're not taping the tip. (laughs) You're not taping it. I guess I would say, because I did take a lot of, um, uh, you know, prepping myself for the season to begin. um, I just made sure that I had writing utensils that worked. And this is for the judging side of things. I made sure Mm -hmm. I had writing Mm -hmm. utensils that worked. I made sure I read through the WGI manual uh, made sure that, and I was being a little extra with this too, but I actually made sure that I had, cause every time you go to a different show in, in a different, um, circuit, those younger classes will have different sheets. So I made right. sure that I went through to all of the circuits that I'm going to go to. And I'm like, Hey, do you have sheets that I wouldn't, you know, that you all just use? Um, and I print those out and I laminate them because I am one person that I, I just don't like to have a lot of paper. So I use dry erase markers on my sheets so I can just keep using them again. And also, this is just me. I don't know if anybody else does this, but I make sure I have a new outfit for each show. No, I feel like I do that. I'm newly... <laughs> <laughs> for sure. 
Yes, Ashley. I just became a baton judge like a, I think a year ago, but like this is my first full season of doing it. And I'm like, okay, I think I need a new shirt. I need new pants for this <laughs> show. I'm like, this is an excuse. I think I need a new outfit. Yeah. I'm an instructor, so... <laughs> there was a couple of years where I would I had like a different outfit for each weekend that matched with the theme of the show like when we did um I love that when the guard was all wearing lace I had a different lace top or dress I've or totally whatever for done each show yes. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and you then sometimes you just have new like embroidered t-shirts or something or embroidered like polos or whatever yes. for each show you know all fresh we just had a Valentine's Day competition last weekend. I had a cardigan with pink hearts on it. I had pink pants and a white shirt. And I, I do my own nails now. So my nails have are pink with different colored hearts. So Aww. I was, you I was all Valentine's Day out there. Girl, you were. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what we're learning is the judges and the instructors and everybody really prepares well despite what maybe some of the performers think. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to, you know, speak from the director standpoint, because that's the side I've been on, you know, obviously most recently. But I can't overemphasize enough the whole critique process and all, you know, how that all works. First of all, whether it's a judge that you've seen from you know a million years or somebody you're seeing for the first time that you know it's their first season judging or whatever everybody everybody's opinion is valuable and you have to just take that as you know even though there are things that you may not necessarily agree with or you're not going to plan on changing it's always good to take it in and you know obviously be respectful and you know take their advice you know whether or not you're going to use it it you know is a different story but for me personally, you know, looking at the panels this year, you know, there was one show where I couldn't believe that we were going to see a judge that judged many, many years ago, kind of has been sporadic over the last couple of years. He actually was the best one to talk to our critique. So when nice. I kept saying all, all night, like, I, 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 I don't know how this is going to go. I mean, I ended up being the best one. So you just never know. Listen, I'm a fangirl too. I want to run back in that gym and see every guard, especially at the beginning of the season. But listening to that commentary before you go in, super important. So important, yes. First thing I'm going to say to you is, did you listen? Do you have any questions? And you can't be like, "Um, um, but my show's really good. Like, it's not going to work. I'm the biggest fangirl too. I want to run back in and see everybody, especially this time of year, the first time out. You know, oh, what's what's this one doing? What's that one doing? But you got to take that time and you got to listen to that commentary. And I'm, I have my younger staff with me now doing that. Actually, also, that's another important point. It's myself, my other assistant, and a couple of former students. I bring Mm -hmm. them into the process just as much as anybody else. Because I mean, the one girl is, you know, predominantly the movement person. She needs to have the same cred that I do when she's sitting in that critique, listening to that commentary and how to make the show better from a movement standpoint. That's how she's going to learn. That's how she's going to end up being the next me. That's how everybody else is going to end up being the next me. So 
I bring them in and they're former students. They're younger. They're used to being a, they used to have a completely different relationship with me where I was the teacher. They were the student. Now bringing them into the, the process and empowering them from this in you know, the same way that they're talking to me, you're going to talk to them mm-hmm. is very important. And I think it's, you know, helps their growth as they try to continue in the activity. Trish, I love everything about that. <laughs> everything. I do. Oh, Emily, what are you thinking? Where are you uh, at on the whole, like, like this it's show announcement time and everybody's kind of putting up their stuff where, what do you think that people need to, to really consider at this point of the year? So I'm going to be entirely honest. This is not in my ballpark. I do not, <laughs> I am not actively involved in WGI indoor anything. If anything, winter is just kind of like my lull period. But when I'm in my lull period, I often love thinking about really random marching band design concepts that nobody asked for. So I'm just, <laughs> oh yeah, you should see my Instagram page. It's full of band uniforms that no one asked for. It's great. Yes, uh, your <laughs> opinion matters. There you go. <laughs> and I was just flipping through some of the show designs. I'm like, oh, okay, let's go then. And I'm just Ooh. like, huh, can I learn anything as a budding graphic designer here? And then, of course, my brain goes like, okay, what if I was put in charge of the show? How would I like design things? I don't know. There maybe someday someone would be like, hey, Emily, we could use some concept art for the show. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> Who knows? It's always, yeah, fun. Right. it's always fun to think about the artistic side of things. But you never know when somebody's going to grab you and be like, hey, I want you to do the art for our podcast. <laughs> I know. That came out of, like, uh, I don't want to say left field because Jeremy and I still knew each other. Dating it was right field. Right field. <laughs> I was just kind of like, oh, you're doing a thing. Oh, you want my things. Okay, sure. <laughs> Great job, everyone. Set your equipment down. Gush and go. Well, let's go ahead and do our gush and goes. Emily, why don't you start us off? Oh, yeah, sure. So, gush and go. This is kind of a continuation of what I was talking about before, but as somebody who loves dabbling in the digital arts and designing things that nobody asked for, every year I like doing this thing where I make fan NFL uniforms for the Super Bowl. And that's only the only reason why I care about who's playing the Super Bowl at the end. It's like, okay, so who gets a fan uniform this year? Is it going to be a repeat of last time? Looking at you, Chiefs. Or is it going to be a new contender? <laughs> Can we put this up on our Instagram? Yeah. Can we see it? The designs are like, not done yeah. yet, but they will but be I mean, done before they do. Sunday. Okay. Well, well, that you'll, it'll, I think this episode is probably going to come out after the Super Bowl if I know our schedule correctly. So everybody who's listening, let's like go check out our Instagram and we'll put up these. If it's cool with you, Emily, we'll, we'll yeah, that's show your totally designs. Fair to the world on our instagram account oh my gosh that'll be so cool that's cool <laughs> yeah, I think I'll, I'll jump in and say so i'll jump in and say emily has been doing this for a couple of years and we featured some of them on the guard closet uh social media they're super cool she does like she does a band uniform she does a color guard uniform it's like she's not wow. giving herself enough credit as like as cool as they are and- <laughs> 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 so, anyway, yeah it was kind of funny because originally I just did the band uniforms and then it's like, okay, you know, I, I feel like I should involve color guard. And then apparently, so once upon a time, a long time ago, uh, there was like a Facebook page. Maybe that'll be a topic for another episode, but 
long story short, there was a Facebook page. I was doing these uniform things and it's like, eh, there's guard people in here too. I don't want to leave them out. So I started doing guard uniforms to complement the band uniform. And then ever since then, there was just like this unconscious agreement that if I do a band uniform, I have to do a matching guard uniform. Hey, you're thinking about the whole package. That's great. Oh, I want to see. Trish, what do you want to gush and go about? So... We're, you know, as I said earlier, well into our competition season. Um, everything's going really well. The Hillsboro show always ends up being a great night for us. Um, we came in first, so that's a good thing. But you know what? It, you know what was really interesting? As I mentioned earlier, being that one that wants to run back in the gym and see everybody. There were some shows that I'd seen the week before that I was kind of like, mm, I'm not sure if I, if I liked this year as much as I liked last year. But there were so many shows that I saw the second time this week, and I was like, oh, I like it so much better this week. So, you know, it, it's really fun. I really love, you know, obviously it's important to listen to your commentary, but if you can get back in there and see enough guards, you see so much growth in just a week. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. I oh, my that. gosh. Ashley? Um. Well, there's a lot, a lot happening in my life right now, so. We have the first show on Saturday, but I'm not going to gush and go on about that. I think I want to talk about my baton judging stuff. I've got a lot of things lined up for that. I'm judging like at least once a month. Me, So me and my mom and my dad are all baton judges. So we get in a car together we take a family road trip to wherever we're going (laughs) so we all get to go to this summer we're going to canton ohio for twirling unlimited nationals so and that's exciting i get to judge a nationals (laughs) that's cool (laughs) i feel official (laughs) yeah nicole what do you want to gush about today um i know that we're all really excited about the season having, you know, either it started being started, but we're just at the very beginning of it. However, I know that everyone's gone full hog and hard in the paint, all those other quips that you can put in there. But I think it's really important for us as instructors, not as performers, not as the kids, but as the instructors, as the judges, as any kind of support staff, because you tend to put everyone else before yourself you got to be nice to yourself and you got to give yourself a little time too. And I know a lot of people like self-care. Yes. So, and I think this is a blessing in disguise for me this weekend because I really thought that I was going to go out and have a show. And I guess I, I just, I wrote down wrong. I misscheduled myself. So I don't have a show this weekend. And this is definitely a welcome mistake because, um, of how hard I've been going for two weeks because you have the weekend, but like we all have lives during the week too. Mm-hmm. You know, I work a seven thirty to five thirty job. Oh my god! Um, Monday through Friday, and sometimes I'm going straight to the airport after Friday. You know, and sometimes I'm going to the airport at four o'clock in the morning on sun on Saturday and flying back home on Sunday. Like, it's really it it you know what i mean like you really don't have time for yourself and if it, it you know you maybe you'll eat maybe you'll sleep but 
I think it's really important just to take some time and do those things for yourself. So this is my weekend to not be at the airport, to not have to worry about numbers. Now, I am going to look at the numbers from this weekend and just see how different states are stacking up and where they are. But but you're going to do you that know, from the bubble bath. I'm going to do Yes. <laughs> oh, girl. I'm going to get a massage this weekend. All right. <laughs> you know, I didn't even know it was um, Super Bowl this weekend until my boyfriend said something. And I was just like, oh, sports ball? Yeah. <laughs> sports ball doing something this weekend. <laughs> now I know what time to go take I... my bubble bath. Thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but not during the halftime show because Usher is doing halftime. <gasps> True. Oh my gosh. Is he going to have a surprise color guard? Because every year, like, since Lady Gaga did that, every year I've been yeah. like, oh, is there going to be a surprise color guard here? Where's that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I, you, this is, that's what this weekend is for me. Like, to, hmm. And, that's awesome. Good you know, for you. And then, yeah. And then I'm going to be excited about going back out the next weekend. Yeah, you'll be totally rejuvenated. There you go. And, if you ever get a tape from me, it is very reactive. I'm very reactive on my tapes. And um, you need energy to be that reactive. Mm-hmm. Well, I I need to gush this week about something mm. not necessarily marching arts related, unless you count this as growing the Spintronics family, because I'm going to have another baby. Yay! Jackie! I know! Oh my gosh, we're all going to be aunties. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited. We've been wanting to have another kid. We originally really wanted to have another kid like earlier, like so that that our two would be closer in age, but it just didn't happen. And so finally we are, and I'm very excited about it. And it's, so when y'all come and watch the Blue Stars Alumni Corps this summer, and I'm not doing like, turnaround tosses and things like that or like rolling to the ground just understand yeah. I'm, I'm i'm gonna be like how, how you're gonna be at that point <laughs> oh, you will. oh my goodness you're gonna be like the oh my god i'm so excited for you right now i'm shaking a little bit <laughs> oh, I oh, oh, you actually, know what you should have a Oh, okay. I was like, your gender reveal should be something color guard related. Oh my god! It definitely gosh. should. Well, if you did, you see my my for my first baby, I did like one of those things where you pull the silk off, and then it was a blue silk underneath. Oh. I, like spun. I did. I did like a whole TikTok video of it. So I have. I'm gonna have to like top that somehow, and I'm not sure how. I'm, maybe a, a a costume change. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> oh. But uh, but yeah, I'm really excited. We just told my dad today. It's called gush and go, not gush. I'm very excited. Let's go. (laughs) Yay! I love that. This new gush and go sound will never not crack me up because I feel like it's always in the middle of me. (laughs) (laughs) Not gush and say, Jackie. (laughs) All right, everybody, head out there so we can create some magic by redoing the entire middle section of the show before tomorrow's performance <laughs> strap in it's all new choreography too uh, oh no and we're even gonna have no. the snare drummers doing new choreography okay uh we'll be back with the news after theo's round table with all the african-american designers and instructors
Hey, this is Christine Ream and Chris Green. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Our consignment inventory has plenty of great looks for your color guard, drumline, and marching band. Pay it forward. When you purchase consignment, you help other programs. Last year, we sold over 400 sets of consignments and returned over $125,000 in payments to our consigners for their sales. Additionally, Guard Closet offers custom and pre-designed costumes, flags, floors, and formal wear, full or partial show writing, educational programming, and other services. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. The Guard Closet team is here to help you get everything you want and need for your season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. All right. Thanks, Jackie. Here we're on field three. We are here discussing some cool topics for Black History Month with three lovely young Black directors that I want to talk about some things, roundtable discussion to get some things uh, together. I'm Theo. You don't already know. And today we have Adriana, Jacoby, and Michaela with us. Thank you guys for being here. So the first thing we'll do here on, on a water break is to do a little 32 count, you know, life story. So you're going to get eight counts from the Dr. B. As soon as you are cued, give us, you have 32 counts to tell us, you know, whatever you want to tell us from beginning to end. And today, I believe Jacoby will start us off, and then we'll go Adriana, and then we'll go Michaela. Cool. Okay, here we go. Hi, I'm Jacoby Taylor. I'm from Houston, Texas. I went to Klein Collins. Oh my God, I feel so rushed. This is so exciting. Um, <laughs> I taught a lot of places in um, the Houston area. Uh, I'm currently the color grade director at Paraland High School and also Undaunted, which is an independent organization in the area. I, there's so many other things. I also teach drum corps. Yay! We love yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, I still have so much time. I don't know how to count you guys. I'm so sorry. Thanks. <laughs> 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 You had so much time. You I so know, but I, I panicked. I panicked. I'm sorry. No, the, the metronome will take you there. It'll be like, <laughs> and it's, it's really up for time. I was like, back, I'm on field three. Back again. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. On field three with no markings. Absolutely. Thank you, Jacoby. Thank All right, you. next up, Adriana. Okay, here we go. My name is Adriana. Um, I'm from Jasper, Texas. Um, I am married to my wonderful husband. We have a baby. Um, I currently teach at Springwood High School. And I am the flag tech at Undaunted. Um, um, yeah. I taught <laughs> at many places. I didn't march drum corps because my mama wasn't letting me go. <laughs> that was just that is yeah. <laughs> <Yay>! yeah. <laughs> Listen, real talk, real talk. Drum corps too expensive. They didn't believe in that. So my mama was I like, get it. not going there. <laughs> so I get that. I'm on a a whole... bus? <laughs> oh no ma'am. Oh mm -mm. For a whole summer with strangers? No ma'am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and to finish this off we have Michaela. Hey y'all, so I'm Michaela. 
from Conroe of the Texas. I went to Oak Ridge High School and I was there for many, many years. And then I graduated and then I took a step back for a year and then I became the tech there and was the tech for about five years. And then I stepped into the director role just this past year, which is super, super exciting. I'm so happy to be back at my alma mater. When I left high school, I went and marched at Spirit for a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Didn't march drum corps because it was too expensive or whatever. And then, you know, I took a couple of years off, worked for TCGC, and then there you go. Yeah. I just feel like I didn't get what I needed to say out. Like, okay, it's just rushing me. That mushroom got me very, my anxiety started going like, oh my God. As soon as it starts clicking, you just, you forget that, like, oh, wait, like, 32 counts is really not all that. It's, like, no. a blink and it's over. But that was just a little fun thing for us to kind of, you know, introduce our distinguished panel today. So I invited you guys on today because I wanted to, you know, kind of have, like, a roundtable discussion about, you know, uh, you know, being being a Black director, being a Black young director, uh, color guard director in the field, and, you know, kind of where we started, where we are now, and then any, you know, little nuggets of advice that we want to kind of give, you know, to people who are in our, who are going to be in our shoes, who want to be in our shoes, you know, could be people want to be us, you know, we are the blueprint. And so, um, boom. Okay. So, um, so my, my first question is, you know, as we kind of talk about this is what was your experience growing up uh black and in 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 guard i'll start for me i was the only one and so nothing was ever catered to me do you mean like if it was a certain kind of hair or makeup or uniform they didn't help me out with that kind of stuff i was kind of like left to my own devices but um i kind of hear from you guys what was your what was your experiences um i guess we'll start with you know adriana what was your experience growing up you know Black and in color guard? Well, I didn't necessarily start color guard until I was a sophomore. I had did dance before. Like I was a dance drill team girl. I That's all I knew. Um, that's all I wanted to do. And I started off at my freshman year. I made the drill team at this high school. And my mom was like, well, you're moving, so sorry. Um, we moved, and um, I started to go to this new school. And uh, I went to the drill team director, and I was like, hey, like, you know, I made the team at such such school. Um, I wanted to see if maybe I could just try out here because, you know, I am new here. Oh, well, tryouts are over. And I'm this, like, chocolate girl at this white school. <laughs> Coming to this lady, looking like I'm looking, saying, hey, like, I want to try out. Like, hey. And she said, yeah, no, but Color Guard's looking for dancers. And I was like, I don't know what Color Guard is. All right, I'll go down there. And I went down there, and everybody was just so open open and, you know, just like, yeah, come on, girl. Like, come on. Yeah, you can do this. And so that really, like, I wasn't the only one who looked like me. There were other girls who looked like me, but in a school where it wasn't a lot of us that looked like me. So Color Guard was my safe space. Color Guard was like, you know, I mean, 
the uniforms was questionable. questionable. <laughs> but we did it. Like my my director, he like he made sure that like you know we had the little ponytails. I went and got my little ponytail. Make sure my ponytail matched with everybody. You know, it was very it was very much like I had the best experience and to this day. To this day, I appreciate him for that because he did not have to do that. He did not have to make our experience the way that it was, but we did have a great time. And that was just my one instinct where it's just like, well, maybe dance isn't for me. Maybe I can I can just dance and do color guard. And I learned that color guard is more than just rifle, saber, and flag. It's, it's dance as well. And that's a big part of it. And so that's kind of how I fell in love with it was like, I picked up equipment. And I was like, okay, like, this is cool. But I was always, I always had a dance solo. Always. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Always had a dance solo. So. <laughs> love that. So, you know, here, you know, at, on a water break, you know, with Theo, we name drop here. So would you like to name drop your director and give him a shout out and say thank you for, you know, what he what he did for you? My director was Michael Acosta. Shout out to Word. you. Ooh, shout <laughs> out to you. Yes, he always had us in the feathers and the silver lipstick. We had the jewels on. We was cute. We did our thing and we hated it. We did. Sorry, we did not like that. Why did you do that? But, but you know, at the end of the day, I took my little pictures like I was cute, and I, I, I had the best time. And that's how I'm able to give the experiences to my kids that I had because he made us feel like we were the baddest bees out there. And we was not that good, but he made us seem like we was just, you know, and so that that's what I take with me every single time I start a new program or every time I walk into a building, I want people to know that they're special. I want to let them. So that's, that's my thing is I love everybody. So. Yeah, Michael, Michael, Mike always has his kids done up. I've seen him in the hall with the airbrush and the, oh, yeah. and the 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 E six hundred glue I've seen it so I get that yeah, the yeah. glitter all of it we mm -hmm. had to peel that off. my mom was like mm, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna still put it on you because if I don't mistake you gonna get in trouble <laughs> I love that Adriana what about you Jacoby what is what are some things that you know you experienced growing up black in the field yeah I, I think I had a, a pretty similar experience I was I mean I was the only boy for a little bit that was of color but there was always other boys and then i was lucky i marched with both of my sisters um and, right. and it was a ton right i forgot yeah so I in high school was fully already fully submerged with my sisters were around me and and there were other black and brown kids in my color guard i had black and black and brown staff members the whole time, like Tiffany Quinones was my color guard director, but I always, William Martin was there and, and uh, Ray Wingett was there. And so I, I saw other people who were, were black and brown all of the time and, and doing things at the highest level. Um, and so I think that for me is I spent a lot of my early years seeing people that looked like me do color guard at the highest level and do the thing and be really successful. So I never felt like there, there wasn't a place for me. Like then they made sure my hair looked right. They'd be like, little boy, 
you're getting a little nappy. You gotta go get it. <laughs> things like that. They just like they made sure I looked right. Like they, it was everything. If hair went out, there was hair for the girls. There was hair for the, the girls of color. There was hair for me. There was hair for everything. Like everything was thought out, like all of the time for us. And so I, I think that I was lucky, and I think Adriana too, lucky to have experiences like that because I know that it's not like that everywhere. And then, like you were saying, you were the only one, and I can't even imagine what that was like. And it was just fully submerged in the thing all the time with people who looked like me and were doing the same thing as me. Yeah. That's completely awesome. I love love to hear that because so often that I feel like I hear my story a lot more than often. And not so much like, oh, no, 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 girl, we came in there and they said, hey, I know what 4C is. I know what sunscreen <laughs> is. I know, you know, I know what I know what that is. You know what I mean, I, I know how to get mocha tight. You know what I mean? Like, that's so crazy because I just I always hear the other side of that story. So and that was just my story. So but like I hear the other side of that so often, you know, but I, it's kind of refreshing to hear like hearing hearing that from you guys as well. You know, that's awesome. You know, I, I, will, you, say, oh, I will say, though, I'm sorry. I will say that <laughs> that I I do experience I experience you know the the great part of it, but that dance world is totally different, and that a little behind, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where that's where it, it it became like you know I was just I think I have a picture of me in these white ass tights <laughs> that did not match. Not a, not a, and I'm black. I'm, I'm dark. I'm a chocolate girl. I was even more chocolate back in the day because I was outside. I had these white ass tights on. I mean, I, now I, I was looking good, but it's just you know, like there was no diversity for, for us or for you know, and like I said, I don't want to get into that because that dance world is is something different, but. I when I came to Color Guard, that's where I felt most accepted, most like I was at home with the people that appreciated me. You know, it was just so different. So absolutely, no, like we can do a whole another episode of the dance world. Oh, They're a little behind, you know, as a as a male teacher, they're still kind of behind just being a male in the dance world, but not so much in Color Guard. Color Guard, you see, you see, you see everything. You see everything, and so you know. <laughs> I try and tell my, my, my dance ladies at my school as well, like, you know, quick story. And then what you did to Michaela. Uh, they asked me yesterday, they had a girl who was an officer last year. She's a black girl, maybe like the only one on the team. Two of them, there were two on the team. She was going to a, um, an HBCU and they were like, we want to go see her. Both are, both the dance directors are white. And they were like, can we ask you a question? I was like, yeah, like, do you think we can go see her in college perform? And I was like, Oh, is she going like out of country? Where is she going? Like, oh no, she's just going to an HBCU. Like, what they let us, what they let us in the door, like, because we're white. And I was like, oh, baby girl, we don't do that. Like, like, but they were, they were so serious. And I mean, I was like, oh, that's not real. Like that, but it's like you said, it's so kind of behind the times in the dance world because it's so traditional sometimes, you know. But you know that, and that conversation was last year, by the way. That's not a ten years ago conversation. That was a conversation last year. And so you know dance world you know get get with us girl you know what i mean <laughs> give it the times baby give it the times all right what about you michaela How, what, was, what was your experience growing up in the field i i think it was a little different because i joined in the seventh grade so like 
my sisters were in it before me and like, you know, they would leave on Saturdays and I get left at home and I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, why am I here by myself? So then I joined Color Guard and it was me and my older sister. And then there were two other sisters in the program that were black. And it was, I feel like it's one thing to, you know, for other people to make you feel like you're black, but like, it's another thing for you to know that you're like the few that are black and then the rest of them are, you know, Caucasian or, you know, Latino. So like that, that experience was a little different for me because nobody ever made us feel out of place. But like, if we were listening to music or like, if we just wanted to stay by ourselves, somebody always had to comment on that, you know? And it was like, we could never just be in our own moment without somebody being like, oh my gosh, they're doing this over there. Or why are y'all sitting by yourselves? You're segregating yourselves. Like it's, it, it was something along those lines. And I mean, like my first director never made us feel like we were different or like we were wrong for wanting to go over here and listen to music and act the fool in the corner. Like, you know, it was our moment and we were by ourselves, like doing those things. And like, we were fine with that. But then like, there were people that were commenting on that. And then after they decided to leave the program, after my first director left, it just seemed like it was me and then like maybe two other black girls, like if I got lucky, you know? And I mean, like, I don't think anybody ever directly tried to make me feel secluded or me or any of those other girls. But like when people feel the need to say, oh, hey, girl, we turned off the lights. Where'd you go? Like little like things like that, like never directly, like I want to attack you, but like the inadvertent attack, you know, and just go. Listen, we, we, can, we can do a whole episode of microaggressions, a whole episode of Color Girl microaggressions. Microaggression. So yeah, After we'll make that part. Left, <laughs> he was the one that we had for a season. He was fine. But like, there were little things that he would do that would kind of like, that are questionable to me as an adult now. Like he would airbrush us and it seemed like whenever he got to the black girls, it seemed like he was playing a guessing game. Like, and if we were being airbrushed, he would go from the lightest to the darkest. So we were always the last ones. And it just seemed like there was never like a fight to be like, I'm going to figure out what your color is. And it just seemed like he was guessing every single time. Like I literally saw him drop black into the airbrush like the color black and then you know like and I, I don't think anybody ever does those things like purposely but you know like it's the inadvertent thing and then like as a child you don't really acknowledge it but then when you're an adult and you're teaching your own kids you're like what can I do to not give them the same experience for them to come back like five years later to feel that way and I mean like even mm -hmm. after he left I had my last director here at Oak Ridge and I mean like he was amazing like he never made me feel like I was different or me or any of those other girls, the few that we did get in between, like we never felt secluded from the rest. And he always did his best to make sure that we had everything that we needed. Like we had the pretty things, the pretty costumes, the makeup and the eyelashes. And he always did his best to make sure that we looked beautiful and that we felt beautiful. 
And I mean, he would always tell us before we performed, he was like, you're more beautiful than you could ever imagine. And hearing those kind of things growing up, when you grow up thinking that you're ugly and you hear those things from somebody who's actually saying it, like with their chest, you start to believe it. So like, I wouldn't say that my experience growing up was bad, but when you look back as an adult, you're like, wait a second, that was questionable. Like, did that really happen? Right. Right. So like, you know, kind of going off what you just said there, kind of like how we are looking back now, how do you think, and we can start with you, Michaela, again, how do you think like growing up with that experience, how do you think it's shaped you as a director today? Like, how do you look at your experience, good, bad, or ugly? And how has that kind of, you know, directed you to be the director you are today? I think when I stepped into my role as the director, my first general like anxiety moment was I never want to be responsible for ruining a kid's experience. I never want to be. Ooh, um, ding, 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 ding. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, there we go. Okay. 8,000 of those because, God, that's my biggest fear. I never want to be the that. reason why they're looking back as an adult and they're like unpacking trauma and they're like, what did she say to me? Like, I never want to be that reason for them. And I, I think I just think about things like in general, like when I was shopping for their makeup during the summer, like I brought a palette, I went home and tested it on my skin, then tested it on my friend who happened to be Caucasian. And then I tested it on another friend that was brown skin. Like I tried to make sure that everyone was accounted for. And even like with lipstick, like I didn't buy their lipstick. I said, this is too hard of a range to match. I said, you go out and you buy something that feels good on your lips. Cause I remember wearing lip shades that just felt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when you put on lipstick colors and it just feels like, do I really look like that? Like you got to edit the picture, add some little color in there and stuff like that. Like, I never want to be respond. I tell my kids, I'm going to do the best that I can to give you the best experience that you can possibly have. And it's little things like looking on like, you know, the few African-American people that are within the program, like giving them experiences that I didn't have when I was growing up. Like one day I recorded myself and there was, and they were band kids. There were three band kids and they wanted to lay my edges down. And I don't, ever remember having an experience like that, like having somebody in a role that looks just like you and they identify with those same things that you do. And you can, they can come to you and say, Hey girl, like, can you help me with my hair? Like, I don't know how, like, I never had that. Like it was me and my sisters. And then like when they quit, it was just like, okay, girl, like I got to figure it out by my, by myself. Like, I just think my experiences growing up, because they were all like three different parallels between the three like directors that I had. I learned that there's a way that you can get kids to produce without demeaning them, without being mean to them or just calling them out of their names or just doing crazy things. Like, I mean, I'm not acting like I don't turn up, like I'll turn up in a second. But like, oh, baby girl, let's be, let's be clear. Yeah, <laughs> let's, be clear. let's be clear. I will turn up on you, <laughs> but I will tell you the exact reason why I am doing that. I'm going to give you feedback and say like, no, girl, this is rep five of you doing this. I said it was on six and you doing it on four. Like, I just mm-hmm. try to never be responsible for ruining their experience. Like, I don't ever want them to look back and be like, Miss Banks was crazy, y'all. Like, did you hear what she said to me last night? Like. I I just, I never want to be that person for them. I always want to give them a positive experience. And that gives, sometimes that keeps me up at night, like 
Am I doing all the things right? Like, am I making the right calls for them? Did I, should I have done this differently in rehearsal? And I mean, like, year one, you know, I'm doing my thing or whatever. But like, you know, I just, I never want to ruin their experience. I don't want them to look back and unpack trauma as an adult at 20 and they're in a room with five other people and they're like, oh yeah, my director said this to me when I was 12. Like, I don't want to do that. Honestly, you know, we've talked about this before, but I think one of the coolest things that you said today that kind of struck with me is that like, I, and I've never thought about this way, but like, I've never want to be the issue, the reason that kids are in the bathroom at a show, wiping off their makeup and dragging the director. I never want to be the reason why kids like, I'm not returning back this year because I didn't feel, and the board I think of is like safe. Like I always think about creating a safe space for like every kid, my 504 kids, my black kids, my kids who don't even speak English, my kid, my kids who have physical disabilities, all those kind of kids, like it's a safe space for everyone. And I guess that's the same thing in a different, in a different font that you said, but like, I really love the way you said it being like, you know, I need everyone, whether you love Colgate or not, and you, and you did it for a year or two, you didn't like it, you want to move on. At least your experience with me and the program felt good. You just wanted to go do water polo, whatever that, you know what I mean? Like, and I've had those kids who will do literally three years and be like, you know, my senior, I don't want to do anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's fine. Like, and I don't kind of take it as a personal attack. They always feel like I had a great time and they send me their letters and their graduation invitations. And they just say, I just wanted to go a different direction. And I always really kind of appreciate those things. So that's really, I'm going to put that in my book of like, you know, my philosophy as a teacher, which is basically, you know, making sure that every kid has the best experience they possibly can in my in the field. You know what I mean? Thank you, Michaela. Thank you. That was awesome. Mm. What about you, Jacoby? How how has your life growing up, you know, perfect, beautiful, gorgeous in the field shaped you now as a director? Well, I think for me, and you guys know this because you've you've taught in other places in Houston. Houston is so diverse in the kind of kids that you get. So my first teaching experience, I had no black or brown kids or anything like that. It was predominantly white kids. And so that experience is so different than when I was teaching of only Latino kids or or now at Pearland where I've got the full spectrum of kid and you get you'll see anything there. Um, so I, I think just it's it's literally exactly what Michaela's saying, like always making sure that that everyone feels like they're a part of the thing and that it is our safety place. Like it is where we can all live and, and exist and never feel like we are the odd one out, which in reality we're all just a bunch of oddballs throwing things in the air. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what's crazy about it. Um, but I, I think it's it's that. It's like even now to this day, like if I'm going to send out hair and makeup, it's the exact same thing. My sister literally does the makeup for my kids. So like it's going on someone who is of, of their skin color and then we are making sure that it works for everyone. They have their hair. Everybody's getting their, their hair and this is that. Something that we didn't get to grow up with is like the color of gloves, like that kind of thing. Like, oh, do you yeah. want to buy Mocha gloves? Because they got them now. Um, so I think that's <laughs> totally so like there's so many things that are so cool that are happening now and that we get to like make sure that we're like not i don't want to say i don't know what the right word is but we're just say like, it we're getting to to be a part of making sure that the kids get to have the experience that we all like i did have and that i'm so glad i had and, and be that person for kids but also just like 
I'm gatekeeping their happiness. It feels like, like I'm like, mm-hmm. I won't, I don't want you to not be happy ever, like in everything. And so it's just like that, those kinds of things. And every day we think about them. There's not a day that we can go through something. Like we literally got the costumes at Pearland yesterday. Shout out. <laughs> we got the costumes <laughs> yesterday, and we we're like, there's so many things that we're looking at. Like where, okay, now we have to change the hair. Where are we doing here? What are we doing this? Da, 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 da. And, and it's constant thing how do I make the kids feel great in everything that we do and so I think that's just exactly what we're all saying it's just like we care so much about the safety of everything for every person um and then that is something that I experience always but that not everybody gets and so building a program even at Undaunted it's the same kind of thing like we're we're seeing every kind of kid in that program and that's the whole thing. It's that, that same exact thing. And as we go out and Adriana will tell you, like we, there's so many kids now that are directors and we're going to their schools and like helping them do all the things. And it's, it's those little conversations that I can talk to you all day about design and this and that, but like, how are you doing this and making sure that all the kids feel this way? And, and those are the things or everyone's having a great experience. And, and that's, yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's so crazy. <laughs> so crazy. No. I honestly love that with the whole like, you know, where we are now as like as a community in terms of the color guard, no excuse for directors not to know what to do at this point. It's like, listen, pick up a book. You know, if you go on, you know, most people sell gloves of all kinds of shapes, tights of all kinds of shapes, shoes of all kinds of shapes. I don't need to see no black girls and no white tights. I don't need to see it. There's no excuse now. You know what I mean? There's no excuses now. We are not left to dye our own type. We are not left to tape our own shoes. You know what I mean? Like, and so when I see that stuff, I'll I be looking like, you know, like Michaela said, n- a red lip is a, not a red lip on everybody. You know what I mean? Uh, a blue eyeshadow is, is ashy on black skin. You know what I mean? There's some, and we can do a whole nother segment about hair, makeup, and costuming. You know what I mean? When it comes to, mm-hmm, amen. And the church says amen. We can do a whole episode about that because that, I mean, there are some tricks that we all probably know that we either one, live through, and two, you know, kind of how we are now, how it, you know, how we know, okay, I know I need to avoid this makeup brand because it's chalky. We look ashy. Or I, I, I have never bought a lip in my life. Like I say, kids, get your best red because, you know, a red on deep skin versus a, a red even on a medium tone skin are two different reds. Like we may look like, you know, Miss Piggy with the red because it's pink, but it may look like a deep red on the, you know what I mean? Like, and so that's really awesome. I like that. <laughs> yeah, phone a friend, girl. Phone a friend. Call somebody. Phone a friend. Yeah, and you know what's funny? And there's so many of us now they are so visible. We have, I mean, we just have a select few right now on this call, but like, there's so many of us, like you said, like phone us. I had to ask a friend because I had, I had a chesty girl a couple of years ago and I was like, how do I help her? You know what I mean? Because I'm not putting her in like the thick strapped costume and make her look different from everyone else. Like, how do I help a chesty girl? I pick up the phone, you know what I mean? And so I still didn't know how to do short hair for white girls. We're not, sorry. I was like, what do I do? Do I just put them in a headband? You know what I mean? I don't, you know what I mean? And so like, you know, if I could pick up the phone and ask how to do type one Bobby on a hair, <laughs> then y'all could pick up the phone and tell, you know, black girls, hey, I would tell my black girls, get braids in the fall. You know what I mean? Are you, or you, were you braids, braid girls in the fall, Adriana and Michaela? I would tell my black girls to get braids. All year long, honey. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm a different type of girly. I have a sew-in during the summer, baby. I, no. I gotta have a bust down side part. I gotta have no. a hair. And you're lucky it ain't in right now. It's the <laughs> week. I'm only that person on the weekends. It's the 
That's know, hilarious. The little middle part, slick back, boom. <laughs> the little jet mommy's tired. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tired. Okay. I love that. Okay, cool. So I guess the last thing I kind of want to send this off with um, is kind of like you know maybe send out some you know little nuggets of wisdom to the to the community out there, black community, uh, whether they be performers or current directors or those who want to become directors or just like anybody out there, kind of in this activity, how they can support people who look like us or, you know, things like that, you know, is there any little nuggets of wisdom you want to leave with us? Adriana, do you want to start us off with that? I just say be yourself. A lot of us go into these spaces and we feel like we can't be ourselves. I am myself and Jacoby can vouch and I have a ton of people that can, Theo, you can vouch. I am myself. Of course. Wherever I go, okay, I'm always going to be myself. I'm always going to be me. And I don't think that I knew that in the beginning. I didn't have that much confidence in myself in the beginning when I first started teaching. Because like I said, you know, I was a dance girl before. And I kind of just got pushed into starting a program. I didn't know anything about teaching color guard or anything. Like, it was just like my old band director called me from the school that I graduated from. It was like, hey, you want to do, you want to be the color guard director? And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm not doing nothing. I mean, I get didn't ask how much it paid. Didn't ask, did, just knew that like, okay, well, this is a new adventure that I want to take. And as the years have gone by, I've gotten more stronger and more confident in myself and um, being able to stand up for myself and always just like kind of being scared of being the angry black woman, you know, like, but somebody told me, why can't you just be an angry woman? Why we got to put the color in it? Why can't we just be angry? Women get angry. Mm-hmm. I am going to get upset, but I'm going to let you know how I feel. I, I think that everybody's feelings are valid. And, and, and just like just having conversations and being in different spaces with people. You know, I, I make sure I, I, they know I'm black. Me and my kids have, have done, you know, our black history uh, things or our black history, what do I call it? My black history, um, whatever's for the month, just saying like different black people, like this person invented this the, and things that I didn't know that they didn't know. Cause right now I teach predominantly Hispanic kids. They don't know nothing, but telling women, <laughs> letting them know, like, they want that. They want the Black history facts of the day. They want to know more about me. They want to ask me questions about how I grew up and how this and how that. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not director that you can come talk to me about anything. So when they ask me about how I grew up and where I came from, I tell them. So I, I'd say push forward, keep going, because... We have to we have to insert ourselves in these spaces or nobody else will like nobody's going to hand you anything. You got to you got to get get out there and get it and make people make people want to say, oh, I want Adriana. Oh, I want Jacoby. Oh, I want Michaela. Oh, I want Theo. Like those are those are the things like and if you're yourself, if you're authentically yourself, people will accept you regardless. So. That's my love. That's my love. <laughs> That's my love. Sprinkle, sprinkle. That's it. You know. I love the sprinkle, sprinkle lady on TikTok. <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkle. 
All right, what about you, Jacoby? What are some nuggets you want to leave to the to the young guys out there? Yeah, I think it's it's the same kind of thing. The sky's the limit. Like no one, if you all of you knew me when I was thirteen, and nobody could tell me nothing. <laughs> And at 26, still, I, still can't. At 26, I can't tell him nothing. Hey, hi. Whatever we do with him, I can't tell him nothing. <laughs> it's, 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 I, I just, if you want something, then then you have to go get it. And and if to the people in the space, and and you have to be present, and and you have to just want it. And not, and nobody could tell me nothing. Like I'm so eager to learn all the time, and and so many people are. You just got to be ready to do it. But you you can't let anything hold you back, and and let being your ethnicity or anything along those lines, and just just fighting for what you want. And to the people who want to be present and part of that allow them and and embrace them with open arms uh, and to the people who are getting in your way then let them go <laughs> and you just you keep on rocking and i think that's the, the thing everyone here in this group like we've all known each other for a very long time and and we've watched each other grow and and been present the entire time i have vivid memories of us sitting in the stands at the beginning of february and being like yes Cheering for everyone, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, but even on that, I would just want to say, I think we all, I'm, I'm sure, because I'm unapologetic when it comes to this. I am very Easter Ray, root for everybody black. If a black girl has a solo in the show, I'm on my feet. I'm screaming, yes, black girl. I watched, um, I didn't watch Adriana, but I did watch Jacoby and I did watch Michaela. Michaela, you know I stand you from years ago. I was like, that black girl can catch true poor. Ah, you know what I mean? Like, Two turns, two turns. So, I if you if you have sat in a show with me, you know how ignorant I can get when I see a black girl on the floor throwing throwing micro braids. I when I see a black girl on the floor who just looks good, who demands the floor. I think ask Tatiana. I couldn't get enough of her last year. Like, there's so many. Like, if you sat next to me in in a show and I say they they could just walk out and do three jazz walks and I'll be like, okay, black girl. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, uh, I, I, I definitely, like you said, we, I, as someone who is, you know, your senior, cause I'm in this middle old, you know, <laughs> I'm in the Tiffany, Cindy, a little, you know, a little older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And so it's, it's been really fun kind of watching, you know, a lot more color escorting, like, teams and not even just teams but like high quality teams like Jacoby you are a director of a couple of things you know what I mean and it's so cool to see someone dark skin I think I said this on the podcast before but like last year Michaela marched uh, TCI and do you remember this do you remember the story like when we were at that show and I wasn't on staff I was hanging out with y'all and y'all came up to me you and the other three or four black people on the team and were like hey can you walk us to the show and can you walk us on the floor and I was like why and you're like we just want a black person on staff to kind of culture. be representation and walk yeah for the culture and i was like oh i i i'm not in charge i need to talk to your director and so they, they literally pulled him aside and i was like hey it was so serious too and you know kid was like yeah of course we love theo and so i literally walked on the floor with them i didn't know anything about what was going on didn't clean one flag <laughs> didn't clean one gun but they were like they just wanted to see me with them and, and it was such a cool experience because i thought to myself i have that's never happened before do you know what I mean and i walked on the floor and people were like oh you work with them and i was like no but <laughs> like they want they want me here and half the girls didn't even know me michaela knew me, but other girls didn't know me but they were like he's dark skinned he looks like me i want to see him i want to see people who look like me on the staff and so 
I love that, you know, a lot of staffs nowadays, you know, especially in the Houston area, like Don Duncan's staff is very dark skin. See what I mean? Um, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of color everywhere and I just love to see it. You know what I mean? But yeah, Michaela, what about you? Do you have any, you have any nuggets of wisdom you want to shoot to the kids out there as an old lady now? <clears throat> yeah. As I tell my little kids, don't dim your light. Don't put the little shades on. Don't do that stuff. Like, don't be afraid to be you and to be loud and proud in who you are and stand on your own two feet. Like, you are fine just the way that you are. Like, you're here for a reason. You're living and you're breathing and you're taking up space. Like, be big. Be who you are. Like, don't try to change yourself to fit into a crowd of people who you don't even know or people who you probably won't talk to in XYZ years. Like, live your life and be you. And in, especially in this universe where there's so many of us and we all have so many different things to offer. Like, just don't, don't do that. Like, like how I tell my kids, don't be afraid to be big and be proud. Like you are fine. You don't need to hide yourself or try and do something different because X, Y, Z is in the gym today. Like girl, what? Like yeah, your space. Don't be afraid to spin and be wrong. Like I was doing stuff, didn't wasn't doing it correctly, but I was just doing it at one point in my career. Like, <laughs> don't be afraid to sit and take things after school, or don't be afraid to like put that little dirt patch in your your mom's yard. Like, do the things. Love color guard and be proud of who you are and what you have to offer because we all have something to offer that's completely different. And what I have to offer isn't different is different from like what Jacoby has to offer or what from Adriana has to offer. Like we all offer something different and it's all good. So be you, be bold, be beautiful, be black. Black is proud. <laughs> I, I love that. I think to sum it all up from what we discussed just now, basically, you know, be, be loud, be, be black, be proud of yourself, be you, you know, be unapologetic, be, be powerful, be, be beautiful. All that stuff can, can all exist, you know, for the younger generation coming up. And I really love that because I don't think I ever heard those words being told to me growing up um, as a, like a black performer. Uh, and so it's really cool. Even like hearing it now, I'm 34 years old and I'm like, I'm inspired just by talking to you guys as, you know, those who can, you know, you just, boom, those who, you know, just got their training wheels taken off. You know what I mean? You guys are like, doing so much in our little small corner of you know tcdc where we kind of all teach you do so much more you know me i'm so quick to to hashtag black excellence under your post where you you know got third place at a regional or something like that i just i you know i will always root for the black girls and so i'm so glad you guys are here to discuss some things and i would love to have you back we would love to have you back and we can talk way more in depth about some more other things like that but um you know, as you wrap up, I just kind of want to give everyone an opportunity to kind of, you know, check you guys out some more, follow you. So we can go starting with Adriana. Where can we follow you at home, girl? Um, on Instagram, I think my name is Adriana underscore Hafford. Very bland. <laughs> um, Facebook, my name is Adriana Hafford as well. And I don't have a Twitter or anything. So awesome. What about you, Jacoby? Where can we find you? Oh God, uh, what's my Instagram tag? Uh, <laughs> I'm on Instagram um, at Jacoby XD, I believe. And then that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That sounds right. Uh, Facebook Jacoby Taylor hyphen Centimore. Also, peep. Uh, shameless plug Pearland High School. 
Adopted, shameless plug. Check us out. Check us out. <laughs> Wait, how come me, my team, and your team just followed each other like a week ago? What is going on? Don't make a new account. That's children. I don't run that. <laughs> uh, me either. But I, I saw it and I was like, Carolyn, that's my backyard. How come we are not friends with those girls? But you know. <laughs> Yeah, we are that, friends now. I was about to say, that's another podcast episode as well of the children running the social media. <laughs> oh, listen, listen. We'll have y'all back. <laughs> we'll have you back next Monday, next Friday, the week after that. I'm ready. February 29th. You know what I mean? so much to talk about. I can talk about play. Okay. I love that. <laughs> All right. And Michaela, where can we find you at home, girl? Michaela underscore Brianna. That's my Instagram. Make sure you spell it right because, you know, I'm, I'm, Extra M I K A I L A, not the other way. Then you can find yeah. me on Facebook at Michaela Banks. There's a picture of me like this in front of the Coliseum. <laughs> this is a podcast, girl. Not a um, not a not a not a TV interview. We couldn't see that. But can can you describe in detail what you look like? <laughs> Yeah, just describe um, it, please. Stands yeah, describe up it. in the air right before you go to Susie's Sunshine, you know, right before we burst up out of that. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. <laughs> if you, you know, a bad four stars, too. A bad four stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I honestly, I love you guys. This has been great. I would love to do this again. If you guys out there are listening, I want to hear these lovely people again, you know. Let your local congressmen or women know that you want to hear more Black voices. And if you don't do that, that boom, that means you are trying to silence Black voices. That's not what we're doing this month, okay? So, um, again, thank you guys so much, so much for being here, for all your wisdom. I look forward to watching you continue to grow and be such strong influences in the younger community as Plugger Directors. You guys are amazing. Um, and um, I just, I can't wait for the future for everyone. So, thank you guys for being here. And we are going to shoot it back to the good field, back to Jackie. Thanks, Jack. What a great roundtable discussion. I, Theo is just such a great interviewer too. I'm mm -hmm. so excited that he's on our team. <laughs> yes, I'm glad to see and hear all of these Black History Month interviews mm -hmm. like and and I, I not let it be me I want to you know <laughs> I'm excited to see like and to hear from everyone so it's good it's great I know that was okay so last year totally going off of that really fast last year when you did those that was the first time like I had not heard the center interview before the episode came out and so that was mm -hmm. just such an amazing experience for me I was like I was like oh Nicole set up all these great interviews and did all this fun stuff so loved it and yeah and theo's theo did a good job with this one too so we're going to continue this week with a new segment where we go off against something that is bugging us in the marching arts we are calling it what are we doing and uh i know trish you have got one that just we need to we need to start with okay what are we doing when someone says good luck to you as you're leaving the warm-up and you respond, thank you. Not, thank you, you too. Thanks, have a great show. Not, drives me insane. When I lead my kids into a warm-up and the guard going out, we all say, good luck, good luck, good luck. And they say, thank you. How about, how about wishing me good luck? How about wishing us good luck? Drives me insane. Insane. 
because I just take that as rude. Like in other words, like and another and and the same. Thing I literally goes for never thought of that. And the mm-hmm. same thing goes for the instructors. I can't tell you now. I know us Jersey folks. Y'all have watched Real Housewives of New Jersey. We really oh, are like that. It. We really are catty. I get it. It's all true. However, I cannot tell you the amount of people that I have told, great job, great job to you, know, great job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, did I did I not, did I not have kids here? Like, did I not? You know, drives me insane. Insane. Just say thanks, thanks, great. You too. That's it. That's all you have to say. You don't have to. If you didn't see my show, you don't have to say you didn't see it. You don't have to say it. just great job. Hey, thanks you too. That's it. Hey, you're here. You did the work. You you did a good job. Clearly, yes. And I can't. I love that one. I, can't. I don't teach my kids to be like that. You walk in. You walk in. Somebody says good luck. You say thank you. You too. Ashley, what do you want to go off about? I think I'm going to ask, what are we doing when the drill designer and the design team of a show, whether it's indoor or outdoor, like don't talk about the cohesiveness of the show? I know at least like in the local areas, like where we're from, it's like, okay, you, you go pay a drill designer to to do your show, but then they have no idea like what you're thinking. So then you have to rework your show around what they did like what mm-hmm. Where is communication? <laughs> this does happen and it is a touchy topic yes it's touchy and uh, i just designed our drill for outdoor this past year and uh when we were critique every single time they're like wow you can really tell the drill designer was like communicating with the the the, the visual and like the design i'm like that's because it's the same person (laughs) (laughs) i communicate with myself very well (laughs) is this the part where i can chime in about uniform designs yes (laughs) that too yes that is a good one yes look you know i'm not one of those back in my day type people but you know i will say some of like the modern uniforms are like really cool it's like awesome but sometimes i'm just like is anyone actually going to see those small details all the way back in the seats? You know, sometimes you have to think about that, like field definition, like, you know, up close, like, wow, you have like all of these little like, intricacies, like numbers or something, mm-hmm. but is somebody going to be like, hello, right up in front of you? <laughs> like, ah, oh, yes, the hidden message on your pant leg symbolizes the, you know, stuff like that. It's like, I think it's also important to remember field definition when designing those fun uniforms. But that's just a theory, a fashion no, theory. No, that's so true. <laughs> that was, yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> I'm losing it. Oh, man. My, okay, so my pet peeve is like, people think that you can't, like, like, like just because it piggybacks on that, people think that you can't, like, change the choreography. That's something else. Like, like if I'm the choreographer, I have actually had groups that won't send me their show at the end of the season because they're like, oh, we didn't want you to see it because we changed this thing, this thing, this thing. And I'm like, that's like, sometimes you have to change the choreography. I get it. Like, I understand. And what do you do? Like, like you can't just not send me the show. Like I, I, I use that video footage to like improve my own stuff for the following year. Like I would like to see those changes and see what you did and see what you had to do to make things work versus mm-hmm. like you just not telling me and you just being like oh yeah we got fourth place okay thanks for the choreography bye we'll see you next year like just tell me <laughs> like- 
Mm-hmm. What what are we mm, yeah, what are we doing? And I will tell you this kind of grinds my gears as well, okay? I'm going to kick it back to Family Guy and so you know what I'm talking about. But oh. yes, okay. Hmm. Trish kind of touched on this earlier. Listening to your tapes before you come in to critique, okay? Mm-hmm. Actually, this is about critique etiquette altogether. Yes. yes. Listen to your tapes because, um, you know, as a person that's been sitting there and, I don't know, maybe on said day, I have watched 55 groups. Mm-hmm. In one day. I still can't In one that. day. Okay. <sighs> Mama hasn't had a cocktail. <laughs> You know, and so when you come in and talk to me, I'm going to be like, okay, I am ready for you to be like, what did you mean by blah, 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 blah. Or maybe just give me three things, you know, and you want me to talk about. But then you just sit there and you smile and you look so bright eyed and bushy tailed. And you're like, well, what'd you think? Well, first of all, who who are you? (laughs) Who are you? Yeah. And then the other thing is when you do come in, and I get it, I get it. There are people that have been in this activity for a very long time and like literally probably put some bricks in Dayton Arena's floor. Okay. It's a brick floor? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. Definitely not. But, you know, when you come into critique, what are we talking about? We're talking about the show that was put on, not your discography or your showography of what you personally did. Yes. And then, you know, and they want to tell you this. And it's just like, okay, great. No, now I know my face is not all over the place, and that's okay. And I'm all right with that. But I don't, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not one of those things too. It's like, yes. And I keep telling everybody too. I know I'm a rookie. You haven't seen me very much, blah, blah, blah. However, my job is to look at the show. Blink, blink, blink. (laughs) And just today's performance, right? Like, Yeah. Like you didn't see them last weekend and you weren't the person scoring that last weekend necessarily. So like, Sorry that the score lost a point or something, Mm -hmm. even though you had a better performance. Who knows? Right. And then just to wrap that up, you know, I have been on the end, on both ends of this. The judges don't hate anybody. Mm -mm. They don't. Okay. I have, yes, ding, ding. I have, I always start my tapes off with artist objective I'm and you know I know that this show is your art. I am not here to judge your art. I'm here to judge your show as it pertains to these sheets. And I make sure I say that. Because it makes <laughs> I love these things. But it <laughs> makes them because I've had I've been, you know, working with 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 some friends before on their shows and they're like the judges just don't get it. They don't like me and it's just like that has nothing to do with it. I've worked with lots of people that I didn't like. Mhm. Okay, and we worked well Professionals together. Professionals can do that. Professional yeah. adults can work with people they don't like. It's fine. I love, I love how she's talking about we come in bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> By the end of the night, you could knock me over with a feather. Like, for real. Like, I am, like, <laughs> so tired. I'm so dead. And she's over here talking about we coming in bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Not me. <laughs> 
some of them do and they're just sit down and they're like mm-hmm. you know and I'm like hi friend it's those, it's those just graduated high school instructors who went back and got to teach mm-hmm. their old high school and they're so excited yeah. about it and you're just like you have too much too much teenage energy being yes, able to receive uh oh what's the word for it uh good criticism or productive criticism i think is a very important aspect in any art as mm-hmm. an artist myself i it's true like i've submitted things and people are like eh. i think the important distinction is understanding they're not saying that you as a person are bad they're just right. saying that the the work or the thing that you're putting forward Oh, the dings. <laughs> that <laughs> may not be congruent with what the judge or the space is looking for. And I think yep. that's an important distinction for anyone who does performing arts to understand. You are not a bad person. It's just that sometimes, you know, we have to be able to take that sort of feedback in order to continue to grow. Emily said that she did not exactly, yes. Emily said that she was like, oh, you know, the wintertime, I, I, you know, don't do anything during this. You were already in it. You just didn't know it yet. Yeah. yeah. Mohaha, I was here all along. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, it is time to do the news. Let's get do it, to it. All right, let's let's start with you, Emily. What you brought for us today? Yeah, so listeners, viewers, I don't know if you're aware of something called the Super Bowl, which involves sports balls. Apparently, it's a very big deal in the sports community. Anyway, speaking of big hey, events, Taylor Swift sports, is supposed to be there. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I keep Playing forgetting a about a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> Anyway, this big <laughs> sports bowl event there. Uh, so for the halftime performance, it looks like Usher is going to be performing at halftime. Mm-hmm. And there was a high school band that actually got to perform in his trailer for said halftime show. It is Boy, the what? Jonesboro High School from the Georgia. Georgia. I was going to say, I don't think that was... There's a Jonesboro near me, too, and I don't think it was them. <laughs> it's like all the towns named Springfield. You have to kind of, like, There's one mention in the there. difference. But yes, Georgia. Jonesboro, Georgia. So when you say they were in his trailer, like... Promotion. Like a, like a you know, movie trailer. Oh, like not the in the commercial. Trailer. Not in the trailer. Oh, okay. Trailer. Like, wait. <laughs> I was like, that's a big trailer. You know, Usher could totally own a trailer big enough to fit that many musicians in it. You know, I don't it know was... the secret lives of celebrities, but no, trailer no, like promotional, promotional material. <laughs> <laughs> they had to have the wide load escort taking their <laughs> taking their truck down the highway. But yes, the Jonesboro High School from Georgia is appearing in his like movie cinematic trailer for his upcoming so halftime wait, performance. Does that mean they're going to be in the halftime show too? <gasps> we you know, might get maybe we might get some color guard. guard. That would be nifty. I didn't. I don't know if it, that was ever mentioned, but I hope so. Okay. Oh no, cool. they keep that Super Bowl halftime show under oh, yeah. wraps. I was in really? it. Life. Okay, they keep I that remember, under wraps. The year that I had friends. 
but yeah, the Lady Gaga. You're probably talking about the yeah. Same thing I had friends you. in the Lady Gaga one, and I had friends who played drums in one in another one, and <sighs> they had to keep it so under wraps. And we were oh. still doing like weekend camps for drum corps, and it was like, "Where are you going?" They're like, "Oh, we can't tell you." And I'm like, "Weird." And then you see them on TV, and I'm like, "That's why you couldn't tell me." <gasps> Yeah, I just I got so <laughs> many texts and calls and like my social media exploded when the Lady Gaga one happened. And I don't I wasn't even watching it like live at the time. I was just figuring I would stream it later. And yeah. like my phone was just exploding. So, yeah. <laughs> and the Airblades. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, Ashley, you have another story that's related to this Super Bowl thing somehow. Yeah, the Bay Area High School, no, not Bay Area High School, Bonnie Vista High School in the Bay Area of Danville, California. They are, um, they were featured on the uh, NBC Today show for the Super Bowl pep rally for the 49ers. So, and they included color guards, so they got on TV. May not be the Super Bowl, but they they got there. (laughs) They were on, actually, it'll be, oh, what does it say? Today. It says today. Yesterday. They were on yesterday and today. It should have been the 7th and the 8th. It would be like a week ago by the time this airs. (laughs) Yeah, we'll already know who won the Super Bowl. Isn't Isn't that crazy? Taylor Swift or the 49ers? Well, I was going to say, speaking of Taylor Swift, Emily, your other story pertains to her, not to her, but like to something related to her, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. The the Grammy Awards. So, and related to that, uh, the TSU marching band, the Tennessee State, there's so many TSUs out here, but yes, (laughs) Tennessee State University band is going to be giving a bit of a pop-up performance ahead of the awards ceremony and they are doing seems like some renditions of a lot of popular country songs so that's kind of cool it's going to be like a big hype event essentially is what it is (laughs) that's cool love it Mm -hmm. nicole what do you got for us So I don't know if you all know this or not, but this is my third year serving on the WGI uh, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. And so many applause. (laughs) But one of the biggest things that we do are a couple of the bigger things we do. We uh, actually work with the FLP program, which is the Future Leaders Program. And we also work uh, alongside to... Uh, with the equity and sorry, um, with the emergent voices. And so a lot of times when we have the FLP, they come out with initiatives. And I think the biggest thing to take away from this and not just from what we're doing with the Future Leaders Program is that this activity is changing. And the reason why it's changing is because there are there are performers that are coming up that are new and younger. And there are designers coming up that are new and younger. And along with those um, new and younger designers there's differences in between what we did when we were coming up mm-hmm. and now what they are doing when they're coming up so right now WGI is they're receiving a trans sorry a gender inclusive language training 
in 2024. Now, in because I don't want to get this wrong, I am going to be reading most of this, but then I'll go back into it and tell you a little bit more about it since I was in it as well. But there is an article that is on the website, the WGI website, in efforts to advance the organization's diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, all WGI judges received a training on the use of gender-inclusive and gender-neutral language in their judge commentary going into the 2024 season. And this actually didn't, it didn't just do, it's not just with the WGI judges, but it is actually spread to circuit judges as well. So there have been a bunch of times, my example would be, hey guys, or okay ladies, you know, it's more along this performer, this student, so that everyone is seen. And at that one point in time, you know who you're talking about. Not to mention and it'll tell you a little bit more in this. But basically, the WGI Future Leaders Program collaborated with the members of the DEI committee to produce a brief training video on the proper use of gender-inclusive language. The video included testimonials from examples of current WGI performers and ways to rephrase common judging um, statements to identify performers within a show properly. As WGI strives to be a community where everyone is seen and welcome, it's vital that our organization shares the resources and tools to make the events and activities inclusive as possible to all our participants. So when we were putting this together, a lot of the members of the um, FLP, Future Leaders Program, talked about this. And it was something that was very, very important to them to um, have this to have everyone be properly, um, uh, I guess, uh, properly, you know, identified on the tapes. And let's see, I think the last thing is the organization's goal with this initiative was to eliminate any risk of a performer being misrepresented on a judging tape. And this follows other continued efforts to promote inclusivity within the WGI community on the basis of gender and self-identity. I, the reason why I think this is so important, too, is this is something that was brought to us by a younger generation. This is going to be the next generation that comes up and is in the in the board, on the board. They're going to be making those rules and helping to shape those rules and then helping to shape those next performers coming up as well. So this was a very, oh, gosh, what, do you, what can I say? It was a very <sighs> proud moment to see these students come together and come up with this and take so much pride in it. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that it's in the forefront and it's not just WGI, it's every circuit. And I do think that DCI is actually doing it as well. Yeah. WGI also has a link on their website for uh, inclusive costuming, which I think is super, Mm -hmm. super important, you know, for uh, where to order if one of your performers, you know, prefers a unitard or a shoe or a glove or something that more matches, you know, how they feel, you know, how they, you know, how they want to see themselves out on the floor. I think that's so important as opposed to you have to wear this, you have to wear, you know, I think that's really, really great. But those, that, that link is there on the WGI website for any of you who are confused about, you know, 
well, skin tones. you know, skin tones might, you know, mm-hmm. one of my students would prefer to, you know, you know, change it up and, you know, whatever it's there for you, if you want to order and where to order. And it's really, really great. And it's really great to see the work that Nicole and all of you are doing to really make this happen. Cause when this first really came to the forefront, I mean, I know when I first started my winter guard in 2016, we were just kind of seeing students really start to feel comfortable with, you know, expressing their feelings and, you know, saying, mm-hmm. I, I, I prefer the male costume or I would prefer, you know, and dealing with costume companies and stuff like that, you know, okay, this is the deal. These are the measurements, but this is what they'd like, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, and I think that Justin, since I started Northern Valley in 2016 to today, I think it's grown leaps and bounds. And I think there are so many yeah. more students that are even wanting to get involved in our activity because of the acceptance and, Mm-hmm. you know, the inclusivity. So I think all the work you guys are doing is great. And, you know, oh, we're going to we're gonna keep feeding off of you. Thank you. I mean, my biggest thing, and I think everyone else knows this too, you know, when you get your uniforms in or anything like that, and you have your kids try them on, the first thing you, well, the first thing I ask is how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and yep. if they, if they hesitate, something's wrong and they're just not you know what I mean they're not comfortable with telling you what it is Mm -hmm. but if they feel great in it they're gonna show you they're gonna tell you they're gonna act different they're gonna walk different you know so we're just making every every performer feel that way all right everybody thank you for a great rehearse this week thank you to our hosts Trish Ashley Nicole and Emily Theo of course for doing his lovely round table there in the middle of the episode Make sure y'all go subscribe to our podcast, write us a review, share this with a friend. And of course, follow us on all of our social media at On A Water Break. And we'll see you at the next rehearsal on A Water Break. Go practice. The On A Water Break podcast was produced by Jeremy Williams and Christine Reem. The intro and outro music was produced by Josh Lida. To learn more, visit lidamusic.com. And until next time, thanks for tuning in.